0: Good morning. Today's Daph and sukkah nun hey we're nun dalam and bays and we are still in the middle of a discussion revolving around Rabbi Acha. Rabbi Acha is absolutely convinced that when there are multiple karb Musafs that are offered on a single day, so there's going to be a shira for each of those musafim, and together with each of the shiras, there's also going to be tkiyah shofer as well. So we know that when it comes to a carbon, a carbon sibor, so there is going to be nisochay yain that's done together with the carbon. And then, together with the nisa chayim, you are going to have shira. And together with the shira, you're also going to have tkiyas hashofer. Tkiyas uh results. and amounts to three tkiyas. It's tkiyachruah, tkiyah, and uh, and that done three rounds. So uh, it's going to result in nine tkiyas. And why are we on this particular subject? Because uh, the mishnah taking us back to uh, to ta- taking us back to nun gimel uh, said that the uh, that a standard day is going to have twenty one tkiyas. And the longest day of the year is going to have 48 tachiyos. And, and so the Mishnah uh, got us to where we're going to have 48 tachiyos. Uh, the example of the Mishnah, where we're going to have 48 tachiyos, if you look back on unguven moment base, is on, on Sukkot, But specifically on sukkah, uh when uh, you had uh, Sukkus coinciding with Erev Shabbos. So when, when, when Sukkot and Erev and, and Shabbos coincide, so uh, it's going to come out to a total of 48. And without going through all the numbers again, and how we get to the, to the number 48... I take it back. Let's go through, let's go through the numbers again. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's relatively straightforward in that you start with 21 that you have on a regular day, uh, three for the Pesichas Sashar, and then nine for the Tamish Shachris and nine for the Tamish Musaf, that's already 21. And then on, on, on Sukkot, remember you also have Nisuch HaMayim. Now Nisuch HaMayim is not done on Yantav, it's not done on Shabbos, but now we're talking about Cholam Oed. So you have Nisuch HaMayim. There are a total of 12 tequils for Nisuch HaMayim so, already from 21 now, we're jumping up to, um, we're jumping, we're jumping up to, uh, to 33. And then on top of that, it's also Sukkos, which means that you have Musaf as well. So, that's going to be another, uh, that's going to be another nine for the Musaf. That's 42. And then because it's Erev Shabbos, so there's another six to Kios on Erev Shabbos as well. So, 42 and another six, that's 48. So, that's how we got to 48. That's the maximum number of days. Uh, Rebbe Acha says, that if it's a day where it's multiple Musafim, let's say, for example, it's it's Sukkot Shabbos. Let's say, for example, it's uh, Rosh Chodesh Shabbos. So now we're going to have multiple Musafim. Uh, Rabbi Achor was of the opinion that not only is it going to be multiple Musafim, but it's also going to be a tkiyah for each Musaf. It's not going to be one tkiyah, uh, but it's going to be tkiyah for each Musaf. Now, if you remember from yesterday's daft, Mandala Madalaf, so Rabbi Achor was convinced that this is correct because he had a brisa. A uh, brysa that he accompanied with him as he was traveling from the south up to the north. And uh, in the brysa, it kind of read that way. Now, the brysa wasn't that glad. We're going to go back over the brysa a little bit later on this morning. But anyway, he had the brysa, and that was his conclusion. So the Gemara says, if that's true, if he's right. So there are many other occasions in which there are going to be 48 kiosks. So the Gemara acknowledged yesterday, okay, no, you're right. There are going to be other occasions where there are 48 kios according to Rabbi Acha. I, the mission didn't mention all of them. So the Gemara said yesterday, the mission doesn't have to mention all of them. The mission gives us one case, and then the rest is just simply plugging it in. We, 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 we could plug it in. Uh, we, uh, we, we, Baruch Hashem, We have the tools, we have the capability, we have the rules, we just plug it in. That's what we went over in yesterday's daf. Now, in today's daf, basically what we're going to do for the first half of the daf today is that we're going to see if Rabbi Acha is really a supportable position. Meaning Rabbi Acha only has one b'risa that supports him. There's no misha that supports him. There's no other source that supports him. So is he a defensible position? So if I could just spoil a half of today's daf, it's not a defensible position. Meaning uh, what we're going to learn later on this morning is that uh, his position is k'neged, not one but two brises. And so the gemara ends up tiyufta. The gemara ends up refuting uh, shitas Rabbi Acha. Okay, and, that, and that'll get us to the midpoint of today's daf. Good, so let's get there. Okay, so the gemara says now... Um the, sorry. So we are on Nandalamud base and we're starting, um, Ein Mosifin. Okay. We're at, um, yeah, we're at the two dots. Yeah. Okay, the Ein Mosifin, we're not going to be adding to more than 48. So the commercial is below. Now the Gemariah says, are you right about that? So the Gemara says, what happens now when it's Erev Pesach that falls out on a Shabbos? So now Erev Pesach that falls out on a Shabbos. So we went over this yesterday. Uh, so let's just briefly go over it again. So on Erev Pesach, obviously you have Karben Pesach. And Karbon Pesach went into the Azara in three different rounds. Each round in the Azara would be would be saying hello while shechting the Karim Pesach and would be doing a Kia. And, and each round would be doing a total of nine tekiahs. Now, there is a debate amongst the Tanaim in terms of round number three. When you get to the third shift of, uh, of, of Bnei Yisrael in the Azara, so are they going to be doing nine or are they going to be doing three? It's a mach between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda. According to Sheetz, Rabbi Yehuda, it's not going to be nine. It's only going to be three. But still, it comes out now that on Erev Pesach, you have a lot of tekiahs just for the Karm Pesach alone. It's going to be somewhere in the range between 21 and 27, depending on whether or not you are the Chachamim or Rabbi Yehuda. Now, the Gemara says, if that's true, so, so, now you take that, and, and, and it's on Shabbos as well. So, the it's going to come out to 51. And according to the Chachamim, it's going to be 57. So, you take all the Kiyos, the 21 of the Standard, and then the Musaf of Shabbos, which is another 9. And then you're going to take another 27, according to the Chachamim, and you're going to, and, and you're going to get to 57. Or even according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to get to 51. Either way, it exceeds 48. Now, that's a problem because our Mishnah said that you're only going to have a maximum of 48. And it seems to be not true. So the Gemara says, Yeah, I... I, I, I the Gemara says, I'm aware. So, <laughs> So the Gemara says, Yeah. Excuse me, Shugman, where, where are you I'm sorry. We're right in the middle of Nandal Bayes, Right halfway halfway down the Amud. So the Gemara the says... That the, um, that the, um, um, that this that it, it, is not an annual event. Meaning, what our mission is looking to do is explain and describe what, what are annual events. Uh, so, over here, the idea that, um, that, that, er, that Erev Shabbos falls out, sorry, that Erev Pesach falls out on a Shabbos, it happens, but not annually. And so the mission was only looking for examples that happen annually. So, the Gemara says, really. So erev Shabbos chag. So mi So the Gemara says now in our Mishnah, what do we have? We had the example of erev Shabbos that falls out during Sukkot. So is that annual? Does that happen every single year? Now the Gemara, well, for the Gemara is going to spell it out. Zimim delomishka Now let's say for a moment, let's imagine that that Sukkos falls out on an erev Shabbos. The first day of Sukkot falls out on an erev Shabbos. So what does that mean now? So it means that, remember, on the first day of Sukkot, we're not, we're not blowing for Nisuch HaMayim. Okay? There's no Nisuch HaMayim on Shabbos. There's no Nisuch HaMayim on Yantif. Nisuch HaMayim is only done in Cholomoy. So now it comes out that our Mishnah's example, where there is going to be Nisuch HaMayim on a Friday, well, if the first day of Yantif comes out on a Friday, so then there isn't going to be Nisuch HaMayim on a Friday. The first day is Yantif. We're not going to do it. Uh, and what about next Friday? Well, we all know if the first day, if the first day of Yom Tov is a Friday, what's the next Friday? Next Friday is going to be called Shmini Ateras. Ah. So the Gemara says, so you're telling me that our mission is only citing an example that will happen every year. Uh, the mission's example is not every year if, in fact, Sukkot, the first day of Sukkot comes out on Friday. So the Gemara says, oh, the, uh, Yom, Yom So the Gemara says, yeah, but you know what? It's not going to happen. In other words, that first day of Sukkot is not going to come out on a Friday. Why? Because if the Yantar Rishon of Sukkot were to come out on a Friday, meaning we're looking at the calendar, and we're now projecting how, 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 how Tishrei is going to lay out on the calendar, and if we see that the first day of Tishrei, otherwise known as Rosh Hashanah, is coming out on a Friday, so what, what the basin will do is that the basin will say to the Aden, hey, I got this great idea. Um, you, uh, come Come back tomorrow. Yeah, but we saw the moon. Okay. And, and with all Jedi powers available to them, they say, you didn't see the moon. Come back tomorrow. And what they're going to do is, is that they'll manip- in the manip, the manipulate Rosh Chodesh so that, so that, so that it'll get pushed off, so that Rosh Hashanah will not occur on a Friday, and it will be pushed off to Shabbos. So the, uh, so the Gemara says, Midchei So my time, a Yom tarvish Shechag. So, so the, lios Leos Bear Shabbos, Yom, uh, Yom Aki Poreme Masave bechab Shabbos. And Hilchot Lechinolei, and the Gemara says, and and why do we want to do this? Because what we want to avoid is we want we want to avoid Yom Kippur falling out on a on a Sunday. Uh, Yom Kippur falls out on a Sunday; that's not good. Now, why isn't that good? So Rashi over here makes short uh, short discussion about uh, about why it is that 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 we don't want Yom Kippur to be on a Sunday. So um, and and that is uh, because now what you're going to have is you're going to have two consecutive days of basically Shabbos. Meaning Yom Kippur is basically the same status as Shabbos. And so now we have 48 hours in which, uh, you cannot do any malacha, as opposed to Yantav, where you can do Ochal Nefesh. And on top of that, on Yantav, you can also bury. But on Yom Kippur, so you can, there's no Ochal Nefesh, there's no burial. And so if you have 48 consecutive hours of, 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 of the Chomer HaShabbos, Shabbos Yom Kippur, so then, uh, Rachmanus, let's say somebody dies at the beginning of Shabbos. So now they're gonna go 48 hours without burial. So, you're talking about already serious decomposition, evil amaze. So, for that consideration, and there are other considerations as well. So, uh, so what the Chachamim did is that they manipulated, and I, manip- I'm, I'm saying it with, there's no negative tone. I know manipulate's not, doesn't have the best tone to it, but uh, it's I'm, I'm, I'm not being, it's not, it's not cynical. It just, it, they're just simply adjusting. Uh, that's a nicer way to say it. They're adjusting the calendar so that, uh Rosh Hashanah will not be coming out on a uh Rosh Hashanah will not be coming out on a Sunday, so that Yom Kippur will not be coming out on a well no, I'm sorry. No sorry, let, let me do that better. Rosh Hashanah will not be coming out on a Wednesday, Rosh Hashanah will not be coming out on a Friday, so that Yom Kippur will not fall out neither on a Friday or on a Sunday. Good, good. Um I, I just I just spoke about this recently. Uh, once the calendar was fixed, so the the calendar, the, the Gemara over here is not talking about when the calendar was fixed. The Gemara over here is talking about prior to the fixing of the calendar. Uh, fixing out the calendar, according to the Rambam, right, we just, I, I just went through it inside. Uh, the Rambam says that it was done during the Tukuf of Abayin Rava, right, uh, halfway through the Tukuf of the Amaraim, so they fixed the calendar. Now, when they fixed the calendar and they set it into motion for the foreseeable future, and we're still operating with that very same calendar, so now, lo adurosh, Rosh Hashanah will not be coming out on a Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, we, after having just gone through our Gemara together, so we know why the Chachamim don't want Rosh Hashanah to fall out on a Wednesday or on a Friday, because then that would mean that Yom Kippur would fall out either on a Friday or on a Sunday, and the Chachamim wanted to avoid that. Good. So in the fixed calendar, so that's why Rosh Hashanah does not come out on a Wednesday or on a Friday. What about a Sunday? Why doesn't why the Chachaman want R- R- Rosh Hashanah to fall on a Sunday? Okay, so uh, it's a, that's a lengthy discussion. So, and, and I'm not going to go through it right now. But if you've heard the expression, it means that Rosh Hashanah is not coming out neither on a Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. Now here in our Gemara, we're going prior to the fixing of the calendar, but you see in the Gemara clearly, as we just articulated, that the Chachaman will go out of the way to make sure that even when Kiddush is done, even when witnesses are establishing the month, so they're not, going to make a, uh, they're not going to make a Rosh Hashanah neither on a Wednesday or on a Friday because we don't want Yom Kippur to be on either side of Shabbos, not on a Friday or not on a Sunday. Okay. Uh, what comes out from all this is that our Mishnah's example where, where, where Cholom O'itzukah is coming out on a Friday, is that every year? And now we could say affirmatively, yes, it's every single year. I, can't it be that the first day of is falling out on a Friday and the Gemara is saying, no, not going to happen? Because of the adjustment of the calendar. So the Gemara says, now this idea of adjustment of the calendar, are you right about this idea? So the Gemara says, um, uh, Now, is, is this true? The Chalchamin made sure, uh, that Yom Kippur is not coming out neither on a Friday or on a Sunday? I, I, I I'm gonna show you Bryce says, it clearly happened. The Hatanan, the Gemara quotes a Mishnah. So, Shabbos, if you have. Uh, the chalavim of Shabbos, meaning all the covenants that you offered on Shabbos. Now you can burn them on Shabbos, but you can also burn them that night as well. And let's say that night happens to be Yom Kippur, which means obviously this Brysa is dealing with the case where your Yom Kippur falls on a Sunday. So Chalve Shabbos, crave be Yom Akipurim. So you can offer it on Yom Kippur. So that is the, uh, that, that's the mission. Now the consideration over here is whether or not you're allowed to, um, you're, you're allowed to offer the Chalve Shabbos on Yom Kippur itself, Yom Kippur, obviously, you have a heter to, the, to do the avoda of Yom Kippur on Yom Kippur. But do you also have a heter to burn the chalavim of the previous day, which was Shabbos? Okay, so it is a discussion, it is a debate. But meanwhile, all this is predicated on the fact that Yom Kippur is coming out on a Sunday. And the Gemara says, and and and, and, and furthermore, the uh, we were in the yeshiva and Bavel and Hava Amrei and they said the following. Yama Kippuram Shachalios, Shabbos said, if Yom Kippur falls on a Friday, so, token? uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't blow shofar. Uh, meaning, remember, the purpose of blowing shofar in Erev Shabbos was to be, uh, to, to tell people that there's going to be an Isra Malacha. Yeah, but if Yom Kippur is Friday, they're already holding by Isra Malacha, and there's no difference between the Isra Malacha of of Yom Kippur and the Isra Malacha of Shabbos. So there's no need to blow shofar and b'motzei Shabbos. Now if Yom Kippur falls out on a on, on a motzei Shabbos, meaning Sunday, lo yom so they they wouldn't do havdala. Uh So uh, so in Bava we went over that brayso, and we said in Bava this is now in the yeshiva of Rav Hakolhi. So that is according to everybody. Um, so now, kisalika lahasam. Now, when I went to Eretz Yisrael, now remember over here, this is Rabbi Zera talking about uh, Rabbi Zera talking. So Rabbi Zera, so he started off in Bavel, he started off learning in the yeshiva of Rav, and then he made aliyah. Okay. So uh, and and when he went to Eretz Yisrael, Ashkechisele Rabbi Huda bered Rabbi Shem and Bazviyase veKamar Rabbi Kivahhi. And then when I went to Eretz Yisrael, so they shared the same brisa with me. Right. They were all holding by the same Brysas. And he says that the author of the Brysa is not Divy Hakol. It's not going to everybody. It is the Shita Rebbe Kiva. Now, just for the consideration of time over here, I'm going to give an, an, an inadequate explanation over here, not even inadequate. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bypass right now what, what the issues are, whether that the Brysa is going like Rebbe Kiva, whether it's going like Hakol. Okay, There is an involved discussion over there in terms of why that Brysa is only holding like one time as opposed to all tonight. The one thing I want to focus on right now, obviously, is that however you want to say that the price is how called whether the price is only going to Rabbi Kiva, it's clear both in the price that we just learned and in the previous price that we learned just uh, just a line earlier, it's clear that Yom Kippur can fall out either on a Sunday or on a Friday. You're telling me that they manipulate the calendar so that it won't happen. And I just showed you not one, but two Bryces that it in fact happens. So the Gemara says, Lokasho. So the Gemara says, eh. Uh, so the Gemara says, "I don't think it's much of an issue." Meaning, well, it isn't. It isn't. Sorry, it is an issue. But ha rabanan ve ha So the question of whether or not the calendar gets manipulated ha hatanaim. Now this is a funny ha hatanaim. Meaning, did they or didn't they? Did they manipulate the calendar or didn't they? And the Gemara now is saying it's a machlokus. Well, it, 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 I admit it's hard to wrap my head around the question of whether they did or they didn't. And then the Gemara ends up saying, ah, eh, the Tanaim argue this point. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't fully understand how, how we could be arguing about whether they did or they didn't. But the point is, however, it is a Machlokas Tanaim, And so our Mishnah subscribes to the viewpoint that the calendar was in fact manipulated so that it will never be that Yontif is going to be falling out on a... Uh, That the first day of Sukkot is going to be falling out on a Friday, or the first day of Sukkot is going to be falling on a Sunday, because the first day of Rosh Hashanah is not going to fall out on a Friday or on a Sunday. Sorry, the first day of Sukkot. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. The first, the first day of Rosh Hashanah is not going to fall out on a Friday or a Sunday. That's our, that's that's our Mishnah, and it comes out now that the Mishnah is giving an example that will in fact occur every single year. Ah, you sho- you just showed me two brises that tells me that Yom Kippur can fall out on a Friday and a Sunday. Uh, so the, uh, so the- you're right. And Achenami, the, the, two brises you just showed me do subscribe to a viewpoint that the calendar is not to be manipulated. And the Gemara now is just going to share with us, uh, where, who else is of this position that the calendars are not manipulated and, 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 and the chips are going to fall wherever they fall. So it's the Sheet of the Acherim. So uh, how do I know who are the Acherim? So, so in terms of when Rosh Hashanah is going to fall out in terms of the day of the week, from one year to the next, so basically what it's going to do is it's going to jump four days ahead. Why? So over here, the math is really simple because what comes out now is that in a lunar year, if I alternate between 29, 30, 29, 30, so that comes out to a total of 354 days. The lunar year, when the months are just simply operating in an alternating pattern, is going to be 354, 354. Now, in terms of how do I view that in terms of days of the week? So obviously, uh, we're going to start with the number 350. 350 is perfectly divisible by seven. So that means to say that the, uh, when you get to 351, you're now in the same day of the, uh, you're in the same day of the previous year in terms of days of the week. Good. Now, when you go ahead and jump three more days, 351, 352, 353, 354. So now what you're doing is you're moving ahead four days from where you were in the previous year. Now, if you also happen to be adding a leap month, other base, so according to this price of Acherim, so the the, uh, the Ibra month, the other base is going to be 29 days. Now, again, just all we have to do is just think about it in terms of days of the week. So 29 days, it's always going to be chasr. It's never going to be malay. Again, according to this b'risa. So what does that mean in terms of days of the week? So 28 is perfectly divisible by seven. That's four. And that's going to add one more day. So that means then that if it's an ibriyar, so whatever Rosh Hashanah was, we're going to be moving it ahead five days of the week. It uh, comes out that according to this b'risa, there is no adjustment. There's no manipulation. Wherever, wherever the chips fall, that's where they're going to fall. Okay, so... uh you, you showed me a couple of braces where calendars are not manipulated. Okay, good. I'm with you. It's out there. That sheeta is out there. And I just showed it to you over here with the with the sheeta of the Acherim. I, what about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah subscribes to the idea that the calendar is in fact going to be adjusted. It's going to be manipulated. If in fact they see Rosh Hashanah that's going to come out either on a Friday or on a Sunday or for that matter, even on a Wednesday. Right. Again, we're not saying all that here in our Sudya, yeah? But. If they see that Rosh Hashanah is coming out on a certain day, so what they're going to do is that they'll adjust the calendar. They won't have Rosh Hashanah coming out on that day. And again, the strategy is going to be that the uh, they see in advance that this is going to happen. So they'll tell the adim look, I, I know you're prepared to testify about the, the, the moon today. Don't come and testify about the moon today. Come back tomorrow. Good. Right. And and, and, and uh, that's our Mishnah and, and, and that and, and that would, all this is a defense of, you know, our mission could have given an example where there are 51, 57 kiosks. The Gemara says, yeah, but what our Mishnah elected to do is to choose an example that happens every single year. And now in a, in, in a bit of a complicated, and lengthy discussion that we just finished, the Gemara says that the, our Mishnah's example does, in fact, happen every year based on the fact that our Mishnah subscribes to the viewpoint that the calendar is, in fact, adjusted. Masefake. Uh, all this brings us now down to the bottom of Nandala Bay's, and we are the second wide line. Mays for the Gemara now challenges based on the Well, What are we challenging? Again, we're challenging the Shita of Rabbi Acha. We're going back to yesterday's daf Nandalam and alef Rabbi Acha says that when there are multiple Musafim, so we're going to be Blong Shofar for each Musaf that is offered. So if we have, let's say, coinciding Rosh Chodesh and Shabbos, according to Rabbi Acha, ninth kios for the sheer of Shabbos, and nine kiosk for the shear of Rosh Chodesh. Okay? That is Shitas Rabbi Acha. Again, all that is predicated on a brisa, which we're going to come back and revisit in just a moment. And now the Gemara says, but I don't think he's right. Why? Because Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh so here we're learning the following brisa. That when Rosh Chodesh falls down to Shabbos, so sheer shall Rosh Chodesh, so shir shall Shabbos. So what's going to happen is, is that we're only going to say the shir of Rosh Chodesh. We're not saying the shir of Shabbos. Now, V-E-I-sa, the Gemara says, now, consider for a moment that Rabbi Acha is right. So, lema so what, sh- what you should be doing is you should be saying the shir for both. Okay, what's going on in the b'risa? So, I'm Rav Safra, my doche doche kadem So, Rav Safra says, okay, let me introduce you to a way to interpret the b'risa. The b'risa, when it says the words doche, does not mean push off. It means, just simply, which one comes first. The shir of Rosh Chodesh is going to come before the shir of Shabbos. To which the Gemara says, "What? First, right? First, first of all, that's not, that's that's a strange way to translate the word doche. That's number one, and number two, the amai and and not only that, but it violates a rule when I have something when, when when I have to choose order. So, rule number one in terms of choosing order is that you go with that which is more common, So the Gemara says 'I'm Rav Yochanan, laid for rosh bezmano.'" So the Gemara says, yes, of course you're right. But over here, we're going to break that rule. Why are we going to break that rule? Because we want to announce to everybody that it's Rosh Chodesh. Remember, back before the calendar was fixed, announcing Rosh Chodesh was really important work. You had to let people know. And not only did we tell people verbally, but there were also all these signs that were going on around the base of Mikdash to let people know that today was Rosh Chodesh. So given the fact now that we have... A shir and a shir and even though the rule of Tadir tells me that the shir shal should come before the shir rosh but we're going to break that rule. We're going to violate that rule, and we're going to put shir shal first, and that way it's going to make even further pub- uh, publication uh, publicity of the fact that today's rosh chodesh. not seen, before at this point? Again, we're talking right now about karbanos. Oh, so they we're right now. Right now, the Gemara is just talking about the karbanos. So the Gemara says. Uh Vidinan. So the Gemara says, now nah, that's funny. You're telling me that all this is for the purpose of, of, of heker." The Gemara says, you know, there are other hekerim that are done on and Rosh Chodesh, Uh right, the Tanyi Okay, it's a it's a Mishan Skalim. Eighth Perk of Shalim. So Khel Vaitamishha Nitanim Michael Matabi Mizrah. And and Vishel Musaf um Nitan Bikati Kevishlamatab Sadmarov. So now where were the limbs put of the Tamish and the Tamish shal I'm sorry, the, yeah, the, the Tamish Shachar and the Musaf of, 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 um, of, um, of the, um sorry, and the Musaf of Shabbos. So, uh so it goes on the ramp, okay, and, and, and without going through the entire process over here, after shechting the Carbonus of the Tamid and of the Karban Musaf, so uh, they are, the six Kohanim are going to be taking the limbs and, and going up the ramp, but they're not going to go all the way up the ramp. They're going to stop. They're going to put it down on the ramp, and then what we're going to do is they're going to say shema. They're going to Davin. Okay. Anyway, there, there's a break, and then what's going to happen is is that you're going to have now another round of kohanim. Six kohanim. We're going to take it from the ramp and put it up on, on onto the top of the uh, uh of the mizbech and ber- burning on the top of the mizbech. Okay. And what is the consideration over here? The consideration, of course, is that either either you're going to label the limbs or you're going to have they didn't label it. So, uh, but what you're going to do is you're going to put it on certain sections of the ramp which are clearly earmarked for that particular carbon, so that there will be no confusion. In other words, you could have, Rashi describes over here, you could have where, for whatever reason, both of the carbon be sitting there on the ramp and then when, they, when the Kohanim get back to the ramp, so they want to know which one belongs to what, so you have now designated areas on the ramp. So on the lower, now according to our gears so of the Mishnah Shkalam. On the lower eastern side, that's the Tamisha Shachar. On the lower western side, that was the Musaf of Shabbos. Now, Rosh Chodesh. Now, what about the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh? So that had a different designated area on the ramp. So it was Tachas Arkarkov. Okay, without going through again, there's a lot of details that I'm just going to bypass right now. It goes on the upper part of the ramp. Okay, that see, see Rashi on the bottom over here, who who goes through how. How, how we got that from the Gemara. But anyway, it goes on the upper part of the ramp. The Amr Rav is now we turn to the top of Nun Hamad Aleph. And to that, Rav Yochanan says, for Rosh Chodesh Now, why is it that the uh, the the Mus'af of Rosh Chodesh is being placed over there in that particular designated area? So once again, it's a it's a calling card. It's a simon. It's there to tell everybody that today is Rosh Chodesh. So the Gemara says, so, so what are you, you're telling me, that we're going to move the Rosh chodeshir in front of the Rosh Hashabah even though it violates the rule of tadir because of Heker. The Gemara says, I have another Heker. So the Gemara's answer over here is really simple. Trey HaKera, Dechazi, Hai, Chazi, Udechazi, Behai, Chazi. And to which the Gemara says, okay, look, we want to broadcast this information in, in, in multiple modalities. So, so, okay, fine. So we'll, we'll do it in terms of Shear. We'll do it in terms of the placement of the Avarim. I, I'm sure they're going to even publicly announce it. In other words, okay, so you, you, we don't have to limit ourselves to one Heker. There could be multiple Hekerim. Okay, so at this point in time, we're still in defense of Rabbi Acha. Rabbi Acha says that when you have multiple Musafim brought on the same day, it's a shear for each one of them. The Gemara Masefei, the Gemara challenges them again. Look, if you had a Musaf of Shabbos, you do Tekiyah. If you have a mostaf or Rosh Chodesh, that's not on Shabbos, so you do a tekiah. So kach you token, I'll call mostaf a mostaf. So over here, let's say Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh coincide. Okay, so now double tkiyas. To which the Gemara says, "Tamalamar over So the Gemara says, "Yeah, but the pasuk and Parshas Baloscha where it says over ah, it's not. It's not a double tekiah, It's only one tekiah, and that's it." Now, how did we get from the Pasuk to one tekiah? In a moment, we're going to explain. But meanwhile, tiyufta de Rabbi Acha tiyufta. Okay, so after a full daf of Gemara, starting yesterday in Nundala now right now to where we are in Nunea so the Gemara went back and forth, and whether or not we could defend Rabbi Acha, the Gemara ends up saying, look, we're not going to defend Rabbi Acha. This is it. Uh, he, he's been refuted from this b'raisa. My Talmud, the b'raisa says, ah, oh, by virtue of the fact that the Pasuk says, if Roshach HaShechem, you see, that's only one tekiah, not multiple tekiahs. How did you get from point A to point B? So that's the Gemara's question. So Amar Abayi, Amar Rosh V'Roshay Chashichem, Hukshu Kol Chadashim Kulam Zelazeh. So Abayi says, look, it's a Hekesh. So what happens on every Rosh Chodesh? One round of tekiahs. Every single Rosh Chodesh. Now, obviously, in a given year, so you're going to have some Rosh Chodesh coming out during the week. Most of them, I, should, I would say. And some coming out on Shabbos. It doesn't matter it's always going to be uniform, meaning one series of tkiyos. Period. Okay, and and even if Rosh Hash comes out in Shabbos, it's all still only going to be one series of tkiyos. Fine. And Ravashi Amar Akshiv Chachem Vksivur So uh, Ravashi has a different way to understand how the Bryce arrived at that conclusion, and it's by virtue of the fact that it says Rashi explains over here Chaser without a yod, and it also says the word rashay when do you have a Rosh Chodesh that represents more than one Rosh? So, uh, uh, and that of course is, have the Rosh Hashanah. So that of course is Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah, what do you have? You have, it's Rosh Hashanah and it's also Rosh Chodesh. It's both. And meanwhile, the Amrachman Echad Shechem Chadu. And the Torah says it, uh, not And so that means to say that there's only going to be one Tkiah. Okay. So, how, how, how we got here? So, the Amaraim offer different explanations. But we are here, meaning we're now at the point where the Gemara has conclusively said that when, when you have multiple Musafim, it's only going to be one Tkia. The o the Gemara says, and I'll tell you what, we're not done yet. Meaning, although we refute Rabbi Akha, the Gemara says, let's refute him just one more time. So, what do you do now in terms of the Shiros of Cholamoy Sukkas? So there are going to be a total of six days of chalamoed. Now, what could very well happen is that one of those days may end up being Shabbos. Fine, but in other words, you have six days of of chalamoed. So, what is going to be the shear that is said in the base of Okay. Now, again, just in the interest of time, here's what I'm not going to do, and that is, is that we're going to go through each parak of Tehillim that we're saying on each of these days. Now, not to be confused, meaning we of course have a tradition. Going all the way back to the Mishnah, that we have a Shir Shoyam based on day of the week. Let's not, let's not get confused. We're not talking about standard day of the week. We're talking about Chalomot of Sukkot. So after the first day of Yantav, first day of Yantav had its own Shir. That's not even what we're describing right now. We're just describing the six days of Chalomot. And again, they had specific Shiros that are said on those six particular days. Now, I'm going to, I'm not going to go through Rashi over I, here. Right, I just right, I just, I just, went through the Rashi's. Be uh, a pride to the Duff. I'm not going to go through the Rashi's over here, and, and we're all going to be m- missing out. Because what Rashi does is he spends a lot of time and, e- and effort and energy explaining why that particular parak is said on that particular day of Khalamoid. Okay, but just in the interest of time, I'm going to go over that. The one thing that we're going to get out over here, just as part of the Shaklavatari of the Gemara, is that it's going to come out that if any of those days of Chalamoid comes out on Shabbos, which which could happen, right, probably will, so then what's going to end up happening is, is that the Shir Shabbos will replace that of the Shir of Chalamoid, which means that we're not going to be doing multiple Shiros, which again is going to be another disproof of Rabbi Acha. That's that's what we're getting from all this. Okay, so I'm I'm going to read this too quickly. Now, if what happens is that Shabbos comes out on one of those, so So what's going to happen is is that you take the Shir Shal Yom of day six. And it's gonna get knocked out. It's gonna get knocked out, meaning that Shabbos, wherever Shabbos comes out, let's say for example, Shabbos comes out on the first day of Chalamoid. Okay, that was a terrible example on my part. Because it's not we we just learned earlier that's not gonna happen. Okay. So sorry. So the uh, let's say let's say Shabbos comes out on the second day of Chalamoid. Okay, good. That can happen. So if Shabbos comes out on the second day of Chalamoid, so the uh, so now what you're gonna do is is that the sheer yom that you would have said now that day, right? That's the sheer sh- that's the shayni, right? The second day of chalamoid. So what's going to do is it's going to get moved to the next day. Okay. And now what happens when that gets bumped? So, right? We've all, we've all flown. So you know what happens when one airplane gets bumped? So they all get bumped. And, and what happens to that last flight? Okay. It happened to me. I'm sure it happened to you as well. So uh, th- that last flight doesn't go. Okay. And then, and then you're stranded, right? In LaGuardia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's, it's happened. Okay, so fine. So the, uh, vi shabbos So, Rav Safra, Rav Safra manakhbu simana. And just in terms of helping you remember which perik of healam we say on what day. So Rav Safra says, I'll give you a siman And that is, humbai. Right? The, the heva of mem beze yud. So those are the, those letters are the mnemonic to help remember each one of the proclam that are said on each of the six days. Rav papa manachbu simane. Now, now uh, Rav, uh, Rav Papa does not agree to the order. He flips the order around just a little bit. And Mestim Mancha and the Gemara says, Now, how are you going to walk away from today's daf remembering? The answer is you're going to have to review the, today's daf a number of times. But in terms of the mnemonic, so there is a way to remember it, and that is Amboa de Sifre. Amboa de Sifre is an expression. You and I don't use it. So for us, the mnemonic really falls away. It's not, it's not that helpful. But back in the time, uh, right, we, we're all familiar with carpool. Right? So, uh, over here, ambu'a de Sifre, so the, uh, Rashi explains over here, when they went to pick up the kids from the yeshiva, so there'd be a whole, a whole selection of people over there. Mothers, fathers, right? Everyone was there, and they referred to that lot, right, as ambu'a de Sifre. Okay, so that was a popular expression. So, again, to us, it's not a popular expression, so it's a health niche for you and for me. But, but meanwhile, so if you're holding by ambu'a de Sifre, so now you're gonna go back and you're gonna remember, oh, Ambuye so that sounds just like the mnemonic. The mnemonic given by who? None other than Rav Safra, Rav Safra. Okay, good. So that's how the mnemonic is helpful if you're, if, if you're holding by, by the expression. Anyway, what comes out from all this is Tiufta de So the Gemara says, okay, now what comes out from this is now for a second time in today's DAF. So now we just showed that when you have coinciding, uh, uh, Musafim, right? In the Bryson, we just learned together. Shabbos is coming out on a on a, on a Now, obviously, on Cholam you have you have the, the carbon the carbon stuff of Sukkot, and you also have the carbonosof of Shabbos. What are we going to do in terms of the shear? Only one shear. Clearly, clearly in the Bryce, it's only one shear. I. What, what do you do for the shear that you didn't say today from for for Cholam You put you push it off a day. I. What's going to What's going to happen? It's going to bump off the last year. Okay. Anyway, it comes out clearly over here. It's only one shear per day. Okay, so Tiyufta Acha Tiyufta. So the Gemara now, for a second time in today's Daf, has refuted his position. Now Acha Kra Umastisa Kamar. So the Gemara says, but wait one second, boy, do I not understand? Didn't and yesterday's Daf didn't he have a Brisa and didn't the Brisa quote the Pasuk and, and and go back to yesterday's Daf Nundal Ahmad and look halfway down on the Amud. Ki'asr Rabbi Ahem, just reviewing. Ki'asr Rabbi Ahem be Rabbi Hanina mid'aroma aseh masnisu bi'adei uvene aron a koheni yitku bechatzotzos she'ini tamalomer yitku shekvar nemar uskaten bechatzotzos ba'lo sechen al ziv cheshamekhem umat tamalomer yitku. So in the brisa that he brought, the brisa now is saying that it says the word yitku in Parshas Baloschana once, but twice. Why two times? Hakol l'fi amusakim amusafim token. Because, however, the number of musafim that you are saying on that day, or I should say better, that you're bringing on that day, so you're going to have a shir for each of the musafim and tkiyah for each of the musafim. That's a brisa that he th- that, that he brought with him. And now, now it's funny. What, what you could have just simply said is, okay, he brought a brisa. We just we just quoted two brises that go against him, but it happens to be that the gemara says I can go back to his brisa and we can reinterpret his brisa. So I'm um, Ravina Lamer Shemarichem B'tkiyas. So the Gemara over here is going to offer a number of ways of explaining the b'risa Rabbi Acha. One way to explain it is Arichos, meaning uh, it's going to it's only going to be one t'kiah. When the b'risa ends off with the words Hakol lefi Hamusafim, it's not talking about the number of tkiyas that are being said. It's talking about the duration of the tkiyas. Make make them longer. In other words, we, we, right, we have a musaf today of whatever, whatever, the double musaf is. We have a musaf today of Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh. Ah, so it's true we're only going to be saying one cheer. And it's true we're only going to do one round of t'kios, but lengthen them. That's one way to say it. And Acha Amray Lama Bebetokin. And another way to say it is that Hakola fi again, it's only going to be one round of t'kios, but maybe add more people. Meaning, you know, today we're having more Musafim. Okay, so add more people to blow on the shofar. How many people can you have blow on the shofar for, for the Karbanos? The answer is as many as you want. Right? The Rashi over your quotes, the, uh, the, um, the Mishnah, right? There, there's a minimum, but you can have as many as you want. And if it's multiple Musafim, so add more people. Okay. Adkan. It doesn't take us to, to the end of today's daf, but that is the end of the first section of today's daf. And that is a conclusion of yesterday's Gemara. Rabbi Acha says that when you have multiple musafim, you are going to be blowing uh, shofar for, for each for each of the musafim. And when all said and done, the Gemara refutes the shita of Rabbi Acha. Okay, uh, we are now on anheymid aleph. With just a couple more lines to go to finish the Amad aleph. Uh, this is a really lengthy discussion coming up, and again, I am going to give us a shorter version of the discussion. The anan, uh, the Gemara, the Gemara says now for us this lay treyuma, so we have what's called sfeika Okay, so, okay, so in Gallus, now for many, many years, thousands, thousands of years, uh, so what we have is what's called Deyuma. In Basil, we're going to be discussing this in more detail. Uh, but the idea is, is that, uh, because of the uncertainty of which day was Rosh Chodesh, so therefore, on um, what we think is the 15th of the month, so we are holding by the first day of Sukkot. But the next day, the 16th, may in fact be the 15th. So what we're going to do is we're going to observe that as Sukkot as well. Good. Sveh Good. So now the Gemara says, so now how are we going to be davening Shemana Esveh? Now, obviously, the Gemara's question over here has nothing to do with karbanos because in Gallus, we're not offering karbanos. That's obvious. The question over here becomes the following. What do we do in terms of our tefillahs musaf? So on Sukkot, right, you have a moxer, everyone here knows that on Sukkot, what, what's going to happen now on the first day of Khalamawid is that well, today is the, it's the, it's our first observed day of Chalem Oed, but the truth of the matter is, it's really the third day of Sukkot. Well, I say really, we, again, we don't know. It's Sveika Diuma. So, is today the, the third day of Chalem Oed, Or is today the second day of Chalem Oed? And how do we do that in terms of our Tzolot Musaf? Because what we do in our Tzolot Musaf is that, obviously, we mentioned the, the Kabanus that are brought on this day. But what is this day? Well, maybe the third day, maybe the second day. What do we do? So hechi Abdina, that's the Gemara's question. So Abbay Amar Sheni So Abai says, so I'll tell you what we'll do, and that is Sheni Yitcha, we'll push off, we'll push off day number two. Now Rashi over here explains. And 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 let, let's emphasize this point of Rashi. Rashi says, look, for the second day, right, the Yuntiv Sheni Shogalius. The, so Rashi says there is no discussion to be had in terms of what we're going to be saying during our Hatfila. We're only going to be mentioning Yuntiv, and not, not a word about Oed, nothing. And Rashi says you have to say that. Because once in your Musaf, you start acknowledging that today may be Khalamoid, so the reaction, of course, of the people are going to be, oh, today may be Cholamoid? Eh, that's uh, right. Eh, not, eh, right not, not such a Yantif. So, uh, so on, the, uh, on, the sec- on the second day, so there is not going to be any discussion to be had. The Nusach of the second day is going to be exactly like the Nusach of the first day. The only time the question comes up now is on the first day of Cholamoid. Again, talking about for Bnei Galus, us, who now for the first day of Cholamoid could possibly be the third day, that's when we start now to deliberate what to do. So the Gemara has two approaches, actually three. But the Gemara says, Abai Amar she'ni Yidcha. So Abai says, so what we're going to do is we'll just knock off number two. Meaning that when we get to the first observed day of Cholamoid, we'll start with mentioning how today's the third day. Okay. Rav Amar Yidcha. And Rav says, no. The seventh day gets knocked out. Meaning, what you'll do on the first day of Chalamoid is that Yama yamashani. On the second day of, of Chalamoid, uve Shlishi. But of course, in do, going in that pattern, what you're going to get now is that you're, you're going to lose out on the last day. Okay? And, and, and Tanya the Rav, the Gemara has a Brisa supporting Rav, and look, we kind of just saw that in the Brysa. Now, admittedly, the Brysa is talking about the Sheer Shalyam. We're talking about the insertions in Musaf. But still, in other words, if something's going to get knocked out, the price has said the last one's going to get knocked out. The last one's going to get bumped. So over here, same thing. Same thing in terms of Musaf, the last one's going to get bumped. Now, is that what we do? Now, I'm only speaking to the B'nai Ashkenaz, because that's what I know a little. So the, is that what we do? No. What do we do? What we do is based on the next words of the Gemara. So, it can amemar binarda dimidalge deluge. So, in Arda, so uh, um, uh, Meymar made the following institution, and that is, is that when you get to the first observed day of Cholom so what we're going to do is we're going to say both. We'll say Uva Yamasheni, and we'll say Uva And then we, we go in that pattern, and then we're going to, so for every day we're going to account for the two possible days that it could be. Obviously, then when you get to Oshanaraba, so then obviously there's going to be a reference to, today could also be, it could be the sixth day, it could be the seventh day. Okay. That's the institution. By the way, the word delug generally means to skip, but not over here. Delug over here means to repeat. And Rashi quotes the Gemara and Megillah, where we also find over there that the word delug means to repeat. Okay. Um, and then, you want, you want more on this topic because I'm, uh, I'm going to, we're, we're moving ahead. But if you want more on this topic, so Rashi says, and what about the laning uh, that we do? So, uh, again, not on Yantiv, but the laning that we do on chalamoid. So how do we handle that? Being that every day could be, right, the first day of Cholamoid, could be the second day, could be the third day in, in, in Galos. So what do we do in terms of the laning? So see Rashi for more discussion on that and, 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 how, we do, and how we do the laning uh, according, to, according to Rashi. Okay. Uh, Mishnah. Uh, we are on Nun Hey Amir Beis and now we continue as a brief introduction to this Mishnah over here. So what do we all need to know? So, we need to be familiar with the idea, uh, that there are 24 mishmaros. The, uh, and Devarayamim happens to be the 24th parak of Devarayamim. It's easy to remember. So, the 24th parak of Devarayamim, it goes through the fact that the Kohanim were divided into 24 mishmaros. Now, it was a, uh, it was a rotation. Uh, what our mishmar would do, I say our mishmar, I'm not a Kohen. But what our Mishmar, Mishmar would do is that we would go up to the base of Mikdash and we would work for the full week from Shabbos to Shabbos. And then the next Mishmar would come and then the next Mishmar would come and that in that rotation, so you're basically working two weeks out of the year. You're not working two weeks out of the year. You're doing avoda two weeks of the year. I'm sure they are plenty occupied the other weeks of the year. But in terms of doing the avoda, so for two weeks of the year, they're basically doing the avoda. On Yantiv, all, all hands on deck, every Mishmar comes to the base of Mikdash on Yantav. everyone has a mitzvah of Alila Regal, and even as far as the mishmaros are concerned, all twenty-four mishmaros are going to be there. What well, we're going to be learning in this mishnah, too quickly, I would I would say, is that we we're, we're going to learn now the breakdown of how the Karbanos are distributed for all the mishmaros. So Yom Tov Harishon Shochag on the first day of Yantav Hayusham Yud Elim Shnayim Vsiyeh So Nishtairu Sham Yudal Kvasim Leshmona Mishmaros. So now. If you have a chart, so this will be really helpful because all you need to know, it's a, a lot of numbers, but all you need to know is the total number of carbonos that are brought every day, the total number of mishmaros, and then it's just a question now of plugging in what's going to happen for the mishmaros. On day number one, 13 parim, two elim, one ear as a karbonchatas, and 14 kvasim. So now, of the 24 mishmaros, so it's going to be one par per mishmar. Then that, that takes care of 13 of them. It's going to be two alim taking care of two more mishmaros. It's going to be one seir taking care of another mishmar. And now you're left with a remaining um, two, four, six, eight, a remaining eight mishmaros. And you have 14 kvasim. So now of those eight mishmaros, so there's going to be one, two, three, four, five, there's going to be six of them receiving two kvasim six of them receiving two kfasim, that's 12, and two of them going to be doing one kevis. That will be the distribution for day number one. Now, the reason why this becomes only a little bit more complicated is that for day number two, we're operating with one less par. right? As per the sukkim in Parshas Pinchas, every day, it's one less par. 13 for day one, 12 for day two, all the way when you get down to day number seven, where it's only going to be seven parim. So, what we what the Mishnah is just, just simply going to do is it's going to now follow the rotation in terms of how it's all going to be distributed. So, and, and the basic idea is, is that what we would like to do is we would like to distribute the Parim as best as we can. Now, it's going to be good, but obviously it's not perfect because simply the numbers don't work out. So what's going to come out now is that there's a total of 24 Mishmaros. How many Parim in total over the course of the seven days of Sukkot? The answer is 70 the, uh, and so now that means that 24 times, uh, 24 times 3 is 72. So now that means that of, of the, of the 24 Mishmaros, so most of them are going to be able to get through three rounds of Parim, but two of them are only going to get to two rounds of Parim. Okay. That's, that's what our am is teaching us. So Yom Tavrishan, and I'm going to start again. Let's do this quickly. Yum terrishan shachag, Hayusham you sham yugimapar maelim shine with the erchad, nisher, sham yudak fasimus munimish marks beyond reshon, shisha makrivim shine, vashar, echad, echad. Okay. That's all on day number one. Bishini hamisha makrivim shine, vashar, echad, echad. Bishlishi da makrivim shine, vashar, echad, echad. Birivishtosha makrivim shine, shine, vashar, echad, echad. Bishishi echad makrivim shine, vashar, echad, echad. Bishi echad makrivim shine, vashar, echad, echad, echad. Bishi, bishi, kulan shavim. Now, when you get to day number seven, again, if you have a handy chart, it's really easy to see. Fourteen kvasim on, on, on day number seven, distributed one, one sheep per mishmar. Then there's a total of seven parim, because we're on the seventh day of Succos. So that's 14 and seven. It's already 21. And that's it's two alim. The, i um, sorry, the, um, four, I'm sorry, 14, right, 14, seven, it's 21. Uh, to Elim, it's 23, um, and then, yeah, and I'm sorry, and once a year. Okay, good. That, that will be on day number seven. Okay. Uh, bishmini, now what happens on Shmini Atzeres? So it's, it's all new on Shmini Khalila. <speaking in Hebrew> uh, <speaking in Hebrew> now, as far as the Mishnah is concerned, what happens on Shmini Saras? We start the lottery anew. In other words, despite the fact that there were two mishmarz, only offered the par uh, the the par two times, not three times. Nevertheless, on Shmini Atzeres, it's a new pious name. Masisan and Now it sounds like our mission is going like the, like Rebbe not the sheet of the Chachamim, making reference to the following Brisa. Did Tanya, we enter on a par par haba b'shemini b'tchilah masis and a love The par that comes on Shmini on Shmini Atzeres. So we do a lottery anew. Achem, oh, so, Beparim, Oh so. And according to the Chachamim, no. There are two Mishmars that only had two opportunities to bring Parim over the, uh, over the, uh, the first seven days of Shvu, uh, of Sukkos, sorry, of, of Sukkos. So therefore, of those two, so one of them now is, one of them is going to have the opportunity to offer on Shmini Had Okay? And, and so, uh, it sounds like our Mish was going like Rebbe, not like the Chachamim. Kamar says, I don't know. So, uh, yeah. No, our sure Mishra could be going like the Chachamim. Because consider that there's only one par, and there are two Mishmaros. Which one's going to do it? Lottery. Okay. So over here, the Brysa just succinctly points out that two of the Mishmaros are only going to bring the parim twice, not three times. So, so and, and and it could even be going like like the Chachamim. Yes, it's true. One of them is going to be offering a par for a third time, but that's shmini Atzeres. On Sukkot, they're only going to be offering two times. And the point is, is that the parm are always going to get distributed as evenly as possible. Am Revelazar Hanishivim Parm keneged me keneged Shivam Umos So the seven, seventy Parm are Keneged, seventy nations of the world. And Yachidi Lama Lama Kenegid Uma Yhida. And the part that's Baron Shminy Tseris, that's for Am Yisal. Mashalamah uh, Bas Vadam Shamalavad Vasulus. So the Mashal is for the first seven days, major meal, major festivity. And Lyomahron Amar Lawavav Asali Suuda ketana. And now a small seuda on for just for, for just his for his oavim. K'deisha ena mimcha. Amrav Yochanan. Oy lahem lof dechacham ve'avdu ve'in yodeh Woe to the of dechacham! They lost and they don't even know what they lost. Vezmanche beisamikdash kayam mezbech mechaperaleim va'achshav mi mechaperaleim. When there was a Beis-a-Mikdash, the beisamikdash, the was a kapara for them. Seventy parm their offering sukkos is connected to seventy nations, and now they they are absent of a kapara.